No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. When it comes to being strong in the Lord, it is all about consecration. Today we'll look at the Nazarite vow of consecration and how it was the secret behind Samson's superhuman strength. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. I have a birthday coming up. Now, how do you think I'd feel if my wife only gave me a birthday present because she felt she had to? or because she thought I'd be angry with her if she didn't. Such an attitude would take the joy out of giving for both her and me, for the giver and the receiver. Likewise, when we give to God, He wants our worship to be a voluntary expression of our love for Him and not an obligatory duty. Today, we look at a voluntary vow a person could take to set himself or herself apart to God for a period of time. This was an act of love and a way for someone who wasn't a priest to get closer to God. We pick it up in Numbers chapter 6. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When either a man or woman consecrates an offering to take the vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord. Usually, the offerings a person would bring to the tabernacle were either animal sacrifices or grain offerings. But with a Nazarite vow, a person was actually offering himself or herself to the Lord. Why would you want to do this? One reason would be that you simply wanted to delight yourself in the Lord rather than in the things of the world or of the flesh. You recognize that God is good and you wanted to draw near to him. This was a way you could do it. Now, there were three requirements for this vow of separation. Verse 3, he shall separate himself from wine and similar drink. He shall drink neither vinegar made from wine nor vinegar made from similar drink. Neither shall he drink any grape juice nor eat fresh grapes or raisins. All the days of his separation, he shall eat nothing that is produced by the grape vine from seed to skin. So the first requirement of the Nazarite was that you would separate yourself from anything to do with a grape vine. You couldn't drink wine, vinegar, or grape juice, and you couldn't eat grapes, raisins, or even the grape leaves. Ordinarily, wine was a symbol of earthly joy and used to cheer the heart. But for the one who took the Nazarite vow, this was willingly set aside. It was an act of finding your joy in the Lord alone, rather than in wine. According to rabbinical tradition, the length of a Nazarite vow was usually a month, but it could last for a year or even more. In the case of Samson, he was set apart as a Nazarite from birth and was to remain that way for his entire life. Verse 5, all the days of the vow of his separation, no razor shall come upon his head until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord. He shall be holy. Then he shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. 
So the second requirement was that you couldn't let a razor touch the hair of your head. Ordinarily, the men would cut their hair. So if you let your hair go long for more than a month or two, it would be evident to others that you had taken the Nazarite vow. In the case of Samson, many people make the mistake that the source of his superhuman strength was in his hair. When he fell in love with Delilah and the Philistines bribed her to discover the secret of his strength, she relentlessly asked him and wore him down. In a moment of weakness, he finally revealed his secret. No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So Delilah lulled him to sleep and called for a Philistine man to shave off his hair. After that, the Lord left Samson, and so did his strength so that the Philistines put out his eyes and bound him with chains and put him in prison. So you see, Samson lost his strength because he broke his vow. He ended his consecration with God when his hair was shaved. The application for us is that our spiritual strength comes from our consecration to God. Verse 6 all the days that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean, even for his father or his mother, for his brother or his sister when they die, because his separation to God is on his head. All the days of his separation, he shall be holy to the Lord. So this was the third requirement of the Nazarite vow. You couldn't touch a dead body. And if you did touch a dead body, it violated the vow. And if anyone dies very suddenly beside him and he defiles his consecrated head, then he shall shave his head on the day of his cleansing. On the seventh day, he shall shave it. Then on the eighth day, he shall bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons to the priest, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And the priest shall offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering and make atonement for him because he sinned in regard to the corpse. And he shall sanctify his head that same day. He shall consecrate to the Lord the days of his separation and bring a male lamb in its first year as a trespass offering but the former days shall be lost because his separation was defiled. So God made provision for the case of an accidental death where suddenly you touch a corpse and you didn't mean to. You had no control over it. The problem was that now you needed to bring a sin offering of two turtle doves or two young pigeons and a trespass offering of a one-year-old male lamb. Third, you had to start your vow of consecration all over from the beginning. Now, you see, when it comes to vows, God never makes us make a vow. It's purely a voluntary thing. It's a pledge of one's person to the Lord. But God does take very seriously the vows that we make. It would be better not to make a vow than to make a vow and break it. However, if you do make a vow and you keep it, then you will receive God's blessing for it. And God won't be a debtor to any person, meaning that you can't outgive God. Verse 13. Now this is the law of the Nazarite. When the days of his separation are fulfilled, 
he shall be brought to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall present his offering to the Lord, one male lamb in its first year without blemish as a burnt offering, one ewe lamb in its first year without blemish as a sin offering, one ram without blemish as a peace offering, a basket of unleavened bread, cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, and their grain offering with their drink offerings. So at the conclusion of your vow, say you'd taken it for a month or six months, and you came to the end of it, now you would bring these various offerings. Verse 16, Then the priest shall bring them before the Lord and offer his sin offering and his burnt offering, and he shall offer the ram as a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord with a basket of unleavened bread. The priest shall also offer its grain offering and its drink offering. Then the Nazarite shall shave his consecrated head at the door of the tabernacle of meeting and shall take the hair from his consecrated head and put it on the fire, which is under the sacrifice of the peace offering. What's interesting about this is that God viewed the hair that you grew on your head as part of the offering. As you cut it off and offered it to him, it demonstrated before God your consecration. And no doubt it came up before him as a pleasing aroma. Even though burnt hair usually doesn't smell so good. Verse 19. And the priest shall take the boiled shoulder of the ram, one unleavened cake from the basket, and one unleavened wafer, and put them upon the hands of the Nazarite after he has shaved his consecrated hair. And the priest shall wave them as a wave offering before the Lord, they are holy for the priest, together with the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the heave offering. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. As was the usual practice with peace offerings, the priest got his portion for he and his family. This is the law of the Nazarite who vows to the Lord the offering for his separation. And besides that, whatever else his hand is able to provide according to the vow which he takes so he must do according to the law of his separation. Again, this was purely voluntary. This was because a person wanted to set himself apart to the Lord to serve the Lord. As a pastor, I have chosen not to drink wine, not because I think that wine is inherently evil, but because I have chosen to set myself apart as unto the Lord, to delight myself in him rather than in the wine. Also, I do it because I don't want to be a source of stumbling somebody else. But this is a voluntary vow that I have made before the Lord and not something somebody has put on me. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. This to me is one of those golden nuggets of the Old Testament. It is the Lord saying, look, I want to bless my people. So you're to put my name on the people. You are to bless them in this way. It's interesting because really the Trinity is revealed here. The Lord bless you and keep you. It's the Father who blesses us and keeps us in the way of the Lord. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. It is the Son, Jesus Christ, who shines his face, really smiles upon us and is gracious toward us. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. It is the Holy Spirit who comforts us with his peace. And so the Lord wanted to bless his people by putting his name, that is Yahweh or Jehovah, upon his people with all that his name implies. I don't think that it's any accident that the voluntary vow of the Nazarite was followed by this blessing of the Lord upon his people. God blesses those who offer themselves to him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. They'd really love to hear from you. You can also text them at 208-314-3377 with your questions or comments. Tomorrow we will see how all 12 tribes of Israel participated in worship by bringing their offerings to the tabernacle. God is most glorified when all his people offer themselves to him. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible.